I'll tell you this thought of community, it's only gonna grow stronger in my opinion. This is Sue Freck, and welcome back to an episode of the Happy Marketer Connection podcast brought to you by Vesta. Each week, along with my guests, other fellow passionate marketers, we'll explore engaging and inventive marketing strategies and toast brands making impactful consumer connections. So please kick back, relax, and join our happy half hour of marketing inspiration and positivity and come away a happier and smarter marketer. Well, I want to apologize upfront for the mishap on this podcast. I led so strong with the theme, and then my guests and I were so deep into how she started her business and supports her clients that I completely forgot about the theme. And I promise, even though I lost sight of the theme, this episode is a valuable listen. So this week's guest is Kathy Murphy. Kathy is the co-founder and CEO of Venus Media Group, an agency she and Crystal Morris started two years ago. Kathy had a very successful career, and she was very sought after as the head of sales, business development, and revenue growth for companies such as CBS, Pandora, and most recently, Facebook. You will hear how and why Kathy made the leap to start her own business to give herself balance. Welcome back to another episode of the Happy Marketer Connection. This week's theme is about balance. So COVID-19, the pandemic has certainly changed the definition of work-life balance for me, and I'm sure lots of listeners out there as a working mom of three, running my own company, everyone around me knows that my work is my passion. You know, I do strive to make time for my family, even when I was traveling weekly, but until quarantine and my guests this week, and I've talked about this, I did not realize how important that bonding time was and the time I'm spending with my family. So I'm really excited to introduce this week's guest, we both believe that you can have work-life balance and she really does help others understand and see that. Kathy Murphy is the co-founder and CEO of Venus Media Group. They are a minority and woman-owned agency. And this agency was started for her desire to have work-life balance. So today, Kathy and her team help brands and companies engage moms, who the majority are also juggling that work-life balance at home. So welcome so much, Kathy, to my podcast. Thanks for having me. So excited to be here. Yeah. So I always start with an icebreaker. My first question, the icebreaker is, you know, there is often this moment that a founder has when they make that choice to go out on their own. What was that moment for you? Did something happen? Did a light bulb go on? Was it slow over time? Just talk about you. You know, you had a very successful career in the corporate world. What made you make that decision? Take the leap. You know, for some people, it is that moment in time or or you're building up to it. And I think for me, it was a little bit of both. I, uh, for about a decade before I started my own company, I always said like, one day I'm going to start my own business. You know, one day I'm going to start my own agency. (laughs) And surely the next job and the next job and the next promotion and the next paycheck kept coming. Um, But what I found is that the higher up I got in major corporations, the more miserable I was becoming. And for me, the pivotal moment became when I went away with some girlfriends, uh, talk about work-life balance moment for some much needed R&R for my 40th birthday. Uh, Just, you know, a little over 48 hours, everybody left kids and spouses and significant others behind, and we went uh, to Miami for a few days. And while I was there, 
uh, one night over dinner, started talking with my girlfriends and they said like, well, what do you want to do now? And I said, I want to start my own business. So then the peppering of questions started like, well, why don't you do it? And what kind of business would you have? And, and um, that really set the, my mind in motion at that time. I was really unhappy in my last job. I was uh, getting a bigger paycheck than I'd ever gotten, uh, a larger paycheck than I had ever received before. I was earning all kinds of corporate perks and benefits and traveling, and yet I wasn't home for dinner every night with my five-year-old. And I didn't have a significant other in my life. And I thought, what am I doing wrong? Like something's got to give. So uh, that's what prompted me to put the wheels in motion to start my own business. Oh, that's a great story. And it is our support group. So for you, your friends, for, you know, me, my parents and, and husband, that gets you to take that leap. They see all of the talents and strengths that sometimes that we don't see, but I, I love that story. So let's dive into your background, you know, marketing. How did you end up in marketing and advertising media? Um, can you tell us a little bit about your background as well? Sure. I studied actually international business at the University of Colorado and thought that it would be a super glamorous job just to fly all around the world. <laughs> I'm bilingual and Latina. Uh, you know, my mom is Colombian and I always really enjoyed traveling as a child. So I thought that sounded really glamorous. Um, so I studied international business with a focus in Spanish and then got my first job out of college working for Qdoba, which is a Mexican chain restaurant similar to Chipotle. I was the second person ever in their marketing department back when they wow. had 20 restaurants yeah. um, in Denver, actually, not too far from you, yeah. and, uh, and started there in the marketing department, which was a lot of fun, but I quickly realized that I wasn't going to make a, the kind of income I wanted to make uh, working on the client side and that I needed to quickly switch over to the media side. So about a year or two into doing that, I switched over to the media sales uh, side and um, started my first job in radio sales, which was a lot of fun back in the Seattle market. So I had moved from Denver to Seattle, but I, I started there. So uh, I went from managing radio stations to managing television stations. Then I worked at Pandora and then I went to Facebook and Instagram before starting my own business. Wow. Wow. Um, it seems like a very straight linear path. I'm sure it, it wasn't, but it just sounds like it from, from the way you described it. But I want to talk about what Venus Media Group is, like what it means to you and what work that you do, because I've loved partnering with you and your team. But can you talk a little bit about your agency? Sure. We started our business, my co-founder, Crystal Morris, and I uh, started our business with the impetus uh, behind wanting to really help advertisers reach women. And we are both women. Uh, she's almost a decade younger than I am. So she's really the millennial mom out of the two of us. And I'm a Gen X mom. And we wanted to reach that busy woman on the go. We know that women make an influence 86% of purchase decisions in the household. And I, I said that stat to somebody yesterday on the phone, a gentleman that I do some business with, and he said, uh, I would argue that right now it's over 90% of decisions. <laughs> yeah. I don't brush my teeth without asking my wife what kind of toothpaste I should use. So I thought that was you know really funny coming from a gentleman uh, that I work with. So 
we really wanted to start uh, helping female founded companies uh, navigate this really changing media landscape. And we just thought our media experience and background actually not really having an agency background would give us a different lens to help our clients understand all of the nuances, all of the intricacies in how to buy a holistic media strategy altogether. Um, because there's a lot out there, right? One minute, you know, Instagram's all the rage, the next minute, everybody's on TikTok. And as a client, it can be really confusing to try and keep up with that. And so we took that on, again, through the lens of trying to help female founders in particular, but also clients of all sorts that are just trying to reach uh, women that are making the decisions. Somebody once asked me when we first started, well, what if the NFL came to you and they wanted you to do a campaign for them, you know, trying to get women to watch more football? I said, then we would do it. We're not going to do it because they're not female founders. If their target is trying to reach women, we are experts at doing that. Yeah, yeah. You, and you can say, you know women. You, you absolutely have that expertise. So when thinking about that, again, that leap of faith to start your company, was there a partner or a company that you could found your business with? For me, it was Bayer. Um, it always helps. Was there someone, a client side that you confided in when you were, when you were launching? Yeah, it's interesting. Our very first, first client was um, Virtua Health who's a healthcare and hospital system in, in Southern New Jersey. And we had known the CMO very well. She was um, formerly the CMO of Hackensack uh, Meridian Health, which is a large, large. hospital health system in yeah. New Jersey, as you know. And we went to her and said, we have a business idea. Um, she had just taken on a new role, had been there about three or four months and was looking to really help evolve the strategy to be a mobile first strategy and really digital centric strategy. Again, thinking through women as the CEO of the household in particular, making those healthcare decisions, right? Like yeah, you're probably yeah. the one that's calling to make your kid's dentist appointment and perhaps your husband's physical therapy appointment, and then you need to go get a mammogram. And so we thought, well, what a great opportunity uh, to partner with a client that really is is trying to reach that woman as the as the healthcare decision maker. So we went to her and said, "What do you think? Should we try it?" Uh, and it was an instant success. So yeah, now they're still uh, one of our largest clients. Oh, that's so exciting! That's awesome. So what on now on the flip side? What hasn't worked? Like what is the the challenges that you see with running your own company, your own business today? <laughs> well, I will say nobody was prepared for COVID nineteen to hit. I mean. Uh, us either. It just threw such a monkey wrench. We were only <laughs> two years into having our business when uh, coronavirus hit and it made us have to reevaluate everything. What were we, what were we spending our own cash flow on? How were we going to stay motivated and motivate our employees and our own um, clients and, and keep in touch with partners and uh, really had us hyper-focused on how consumers' behaviors were changing so rapidly during that time, right? We went from buying tons of out-of-home advertising and digital out-of-home to suddenly pivoting to buying a lot more, you know, advanced TV because of all the hours a day, we're all streaming everything. Yeah. So we really had to pivot and, and be there for our clients and be nimble enough that we could kind of make those recommendations very quickly to them. 
I feel like that is an advantage of your team also, like the nimbleness, because today things are changing daily, sometimes weekly. We're hearing about Facebook abandonment, Instagram abandonment. Um, have you heard that from your clients as well? And how are you rethinking where they're spending their money? Yeah, most of our clients actually pulled off of Facebook for the month of July. And I would say as a former Facebooker, rightfully so. Yeah. We applauded that and encouraged it because white men behaving badly in this business needs to stop. Black lives do matter. Yeah. We are an agency uh, full of Latina and Black employees, and we care deeply, deeply about uh, working with partners that are respectful to the these times and to people in general. And again, having had some pretty negative, unfortunately, experiences working at Facebook myself, I uh, don't want to be supporting platforms right now in which they're not taking this very seriously. So that could change. Um, Facebook does still work. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, the platform works for a lot of, in particular, direct-to-consumer businesses, but, uh, but we think it's a fair time to pause and to really put pressure on the companies that aren't paying attention to the landscape. Yeah. So we did that. And, and I love the cumulative nature of people getting behind this movements and and then all the movements in the last in the last couple of weeks they're so important you know and for us and i know we've talked about community building it is so interesting to say like i say we go out and we're platform agnostic because tomorrow facebook could be gone you know yes today powerful effective but and things are moving and changing so fast and i love this idea that our company can offer a service that is community. And I love this idea that your company is agnostic in a sense too. Like you can make the best recommendation for your clients each and every time, no matter what the campaign or, or, or you know, marketing campaign initiative is. I'll tell you this thought of community, it's only gonna grow stronger in my opinion. As people continue to work from home and feel a little bit more in solitude, I think the feeling of wanting to be a part of something bigger than yourself is just going to hopefully continue to grow stronger, right? Everything that we're doing every day, whether we're wearing masks, we're not just doing that for ourselves and our families, we're doing that for the community around us. Super important. But I also think having um, really great online communities, a lot of what Vesta does is also critically important because people want that additional touch point. Yeah, and you're seeing people online more. For sure, you know, in, in, like you're saying, streaming services, but it's the digital environment. Um, so talking about strategies and engagements, where are you still learning from? You know, where are you getting educated? Where do you go to get educated on trends and even staying ahead of the trends um, and making recommendations for your clients? What does that look like? A lot of reading. It looks like you know, I'm <laughs> in front of a computer screen. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, I read everything from the Wall Street Journal to the Times to ad age reports, and we have incredible partners. You'd be amazed at the kind of data and resources that um, companies like uh, Spotify come out with that we're able to really engage with. Uh, we've gotten some excellent data recently from um, a partnership we have with the Skim, for example. So we just do a lot of reading and reaching out to partners, follow industry trends. And listen, we are 
moms living through a pandemic. So it's not a hard sell for us to clients about reaching us because we're the target consumer. I have a seven-year-old at home. My partner has twin 11-month-old babies and a five-year-old. Like the struggle is real. homeschool and meetings and zooms and and we're trying to advise our clients on like reaching people uh, women in particular on the go all day long yeah it does certainly help that you are the target do you feel like you have to be the target i think it gives you a competitive advantage but talk a little bit about that piece of it you know do you have to be that consumer to market that to, to do such a great job which you guys are doing you know when we started our business We took our business plan to a lot of friends and family and almost every man that we presented it to said, get rid of the pink. The pink logo is too bold and we don't know about the name Venus. And are you sure you really want to just go after women or audiences reaching women? And we were really challenged on this. And our our pushback was, yes, we're sure. Mm -hmm. Yes, we want to go after women. There's not enough people speaking directly to women. And we're tired of it. We're tired of men and men-focused agencies telling us what products and services we should care about. And we believe we can do this better. Um, But it was so interesting to see the resistance that we were facing against that. So I do think it's important that we are what we preach and and that we are that target consumer because we have to be passionate about the work that we're doing all day, like you mentioned. If you're not passionate as a business owner, then you need to get out of business because it is going to take over your life. Right. And it makes it easier because, again, you are that that target. Interested in building a home for your audience? Our Vesta solution powers online communities, giving your consumers a home for a world of engagement and connections. To learn more, visit us at vesta-go.com. So I have a question from a community member. You know, we have Smiley360 as our own community, and we asked them if they could ask a marketer anything, what would it be? And so here goes. I feel like so many brands are not listening to me, do not know, and their ads are turning me off. How can I, as a consumer, help them understand who I am, what my needs are, and how they should talk to me? So now this is a, a consumer. You're already solving that problem. You're going to the brand and your clients and saying, you need to listen. So how, how, what's that strategy when you tell a brand they need to listen and actually have the correct message to their audience? Yeah, I think there's two distinct ways you can do that. Number one, do not respond to the advertising. The more you are going to click on the ads or interact with the ads or, you know, all of that is trackable in today's digital world. So if you start engaging with their ads, you know, unfollow them if you think they're not listening to you. Don't buy products from them if you don't think that they don't support the causes that you care about. Um, if you don't think they're listening, money talks and you can your actions can start directly impacting that. The second thing I would do is, use your voice, Um, write an email, uh, write something on a social media platform targeted directly at the brand and tell them how you feel. You're not listening to me. You're not supporting the causes I care about. And when enough people do that, it forces the brands to have to pay attention. Yeah. And that's the power of social today, regardless of the platform. You have enough people out there talking and sharing and you see it time and time again um, the brand has to listen 
So talk to me a little bit about, so the, the theme is the happy marketer connection. I'm sure you've had some very positive times and very negative times. Can you talk about a story or share something funny or an experience in your career that may have been challenging and turned out positive or just a positive story that you can share with our listeners today? I'll tell you that I joined a bunch of organizations back uh, when we started our business. I'm an eternal networker. I think you probably already know this about me. And I think you, again, back to community, you have to use the power of your community and your extended network to really reach out to everybody and anybody that you think can even remotely try to give you business. So I joined a couple of communities that I thought were great. One is Chief and Chief is an amazing community of of, of women that are VPs or above in their companies and uh, looking to connect with other women. And the mission of Chief is really to get more women on more boards so that when you are on boards, you can help influence more women receiving VC funds so that more companies can be female founded. Because I think the statistic is like 4% of VC dollars are going to women. And for women that are Latina or black, it's well below 1%. So I joined Chief and thought that was a really positive and fun experience for me. And what has happened is that I'm in a group with eight other women that are either founders of their own companies or VP Uh, or above um, women that everything from uh, one of them works at HBO, another one owns her own PR firm and kind of everything in between. And this network has become my tribe of people that I like go to for everything possible. Um, I joined this organization about 18 months ago as a founding member and can't say enough amazing things about it. I just just wrote it down. Yeah. Yeah. It's brought so much happiness to my life and in particular during the, the pandemic. So we used to meet in person every couple of weeks, every four to six weeks. And then we, we moved to all meeting on zoom and I really look forward to our meetings. I have one next week, but like nothing that stops me from attending because the connection, we help each other solve business challenges. We talk about potential client issues. We talk about life issues, Um, you know, everything in between, but it's like group therapy with amazing women that are also like wearing the same set of shoes that I'm wearing. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I absolutely am going to check that out. And I'm sure there are people listening that will do so as well. That is fantastic. What's um, one piece of advice? So you have someone listening, they're thinking of starting their own agency. You've done it, you're successful. What's, what's a, what advice do you have for them? <laughs> uh, start with one client. So my first piece of advice would be to start with one and build upon your success, right? If you try to do too much in the beginning, it's so incredibly being overwhelming, you know, being a business owner and, uh, but, but start with one, maybe you have a great client connection already. And sometimes it just takes having the guts to ask, like, if I did this, would you come? And that's what we did. We were in full-time jobs. (laughs) And I remember taking a day off and driving down to South New Jersey and sitting uh, in front of this old client's office and saying like, 
if we do this, will you come? And she looked at me and said, not only will I come, but I'll help you and, and show me your business plan. And, and these are the things I would change. And this is how I would approach it. And we will give you a testimonial as you approach new clients. You really need somebody that believes in you and that will jump kind of on board your ship because it gives you that confidence to immediately have not only cash flow and some revenue, but also to approach other clients and say like, hey, look, this person trusts me and they're super smart and a CMO and very reputable. So you should trust me too. It just, it makes the sell that much easier. Oh, that's such good, good advice. All right. So we are wrapping up here. Do you have any final thoughts, anything I've missed that you want to share with the audience today? So I feel like we didn't talk about work-life balance. Yes. Which I know, which I know, yeah, which we skipped around. You're right. <laughs> That is so bad as we get to the end. I, and we do have some more time, so we will make sure we get it. So let's talk about that. Do you have to be your own like protector of that? Or are there people in your support group that are helping you, people like your daughter? Um, how do you maintain that work-life balance? I think I do it much better now that I run my own ship rather than when I worked for somebody else in corporate America. In corporate America excuse me. My business partner and I, we have very protected boundaries. For example, we refuse to email from 5 p.m. on Friday until Monday morning. We have clients emailing us over 4th of July weekend. Like we will not respond unless it is like life or death, which you know it never is. So we, we, we outline some boundaries like that, but we help keep each other really accountable. I've always been a firm believer that you must take vacation. And even now during coronavirus, I've made everybody on our team block out an entire week. I'm like, I don't care if you just sit at home and binge watch Netflix, do not check email and do not take any phone calls or Zooms because everybody needs that time to decompress. So we, we hold each other accountable to taking vacation time. We block out in our calendars when we have um, special things with our children. My, my business partner right now, her daughter takes swim every day from 11 to one. And so she's blocked out five days a week from 11 to one. Amazing. No problem. Yeah. She'll work when she needs to work and I'll cover for her in those hours. I think having a partner really helps with that because we're able to kind of help each other maintain the balance. Yeah, I think that is so important. And I think that the boundaries and setting the expectations with clients, if you respond to every single email within five minutes, 24 hours a day, that you have set that expectation. Yeah. And I even tell my team, you know, I like to do email late at night. So right before I go to sleep, that is my time. And I now schedule so the responses don't go till the next day. But I would tell my team, that is my choice. That's my time that I choose because I stop at 5.30 and I go have dinner with my kids and I spend time at their sports and games and, and dance recitals. So that's what I choose, but I do not expect you. So tell me as, as a team member, how are you going to manage your time and your time off? And it's really worked for us as well, because I find for me, if, if I take that time to decompress and take vacation, I'm just a better person. <laughs> for all of us, for all of us. The other tip that I have for people is Definitely get in an hour a day of some sort of physical activity. And that could be as simple as a really light bike ride or a walk around the neighborhood. That is honestly the only thing that has kept me sane during this coronavirus pandemic yeah. is one hour. I actually listen to podcasts 
often and put in my AirPods and go for a walk around the neighborhood in the mornings, or I'll go for a bike ride with my daughter, or we'll jump in the pool in the afternoon from four to five, but I find an hour every day and it really is keeping me sane. Yeah. And if you have to schedule it, like you said, block it out and schedule it. It's so important. I think everyone has understood that being home and working from home that we need those breaks, but that we are all working. If you don't trust your team, then you probably shouldn't have them on the team to begin with. I, that's just the reality. And certainly a partner, you know, you have to trust that you're each going to contribute. And, and if you are, then it's working. Anything else um, as, as it relates to balance? Because I forgot that that was the topic because we got so deep into you building your company, which I love. Of course, you know, I love talking to entrepreneurs. You could do that all day long. Um, any, other, any other recommendations or tips or things you want to leave the audience with as, as you talk about balance? You know, I think women have to continue to make strides in balance between work and what needs to get done at home. I've read some really shocking stats lately. Actually, they probably aren't too shocking, but that since the coronavirus pandemic, for example, that mothers are, are spending on average an additional 31 hours a week doing home tours and homework. So <sighs> yeah. you know, it's really taxing. And I think that women have to either ask their significant others or their family for more help, get the children more involved with chores. My daughter now has chores. She's seven, but she ha knows she has three or four chores every day that she's responsible for. We can't keep carrying the load. We can't keep doing it all. And if you're a mom who's an entrepreneur, it is really taxing. And so um, I think we have to push back a little bit, not only with our clients about email time, but also with our families yeah. and, and ask everybody to pull their weight a little bit more too, because this, this, if this keeps up for another, who knows how long, three months or three years, all the moms, all the women will be very burnt out at this point. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you just see it burn out. Um, and nobody wants that. And I love the recommendation of, you know, expecting more from everybody. We're expected to do more with this distance learning. So you do need to lean on your family to step up. Um, if they're not. And if my husband's listening, he does a really good job by doing all the laundry. So thank you. <laughs> but anyway, so how can people listening find you, Kathy, find Venus Media Group if they want to partner with you? And I highly, highly recommend people reaching out. You've been a wonderful partner of ours. How can people find you? Yeah, our website is pretty easy to find. And all of our social media is aptly named Venus Media Group. So our website is at venusmediagroup.com. Uh, you can find us on LinkedIn, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, but all at Venus Media Group. So um, pretty easy. You'll see a giant hot pink logo and it's not going away no matter which man tells me they don't like it anytime <laughs> soon. I love it. I love it. Kathy, thank you so much for taking the time. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you being a guest on the podcast today. Sure. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, Sue. Thank you so much, Kathy, for not only being my guest, but for bringing me back on track to discuss this week's theme, balance. I am grateful that you've reminded me and our listeners how important balance is and provided us tips for keeping that work-life balance. And if anyone in the audience is interested in reaching and marketing their products to women, I highly recommend you reach out to Kathy and Crystal at Venus Media Group. 
To hear more stories and lessons from happy marketers, be sure to subscribe to the Happy Marketer Connection podcast on iTunes or Spotify. To learn more about community building, our Vesta solutions deliver community-powered marketing to elevate your digital presence, deliver predictive insights, and transform your consumers into lasting brand advocates. And I welcome you to connect with me, as always, on LinkedIn or Twitter, at Sue Freck, or find us at Vesta-Go.com. Thank you.